0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason Filippo, Discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame
1: Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, I'm Jason Filippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister How's it going, Jason? Same shit, different day <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know um, We've talked a bit about how this is not really all that different from you So Mm -hmm. it's a little different for me. Um, I'm fine. Um, You know, alcohol. I'm
0: fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, I'm I'm doing all right. You know, alcohol intake is up, but I've got to say I'm eating healthier. I've probably lost 10 pounds. Damn, nice. Because I'm I'm getting my exercise in and I'm eating pretty healthy and it's making up for the uh, extra few glasses of wine or scotch every night. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I've, I've My hair has regressed. Um, I'm, I'm going through the <laughs> stages of my childhood. I, I definitely had the Robert Smith thing going for a bit. But yesterday, after that extra glass of wine or two, uh, pulled out the clippers and Uh-oh. went to my, my 90s haircut, uh, the old skater do, the shaved sides and back long on top thing. So <laughs> uh, it's the 90s mm-hmm. all over again in here right now. It's an easy up uh, upkeep hair hairdo. So um, I did that. Uh, You know, the wife and I doing fine. We've kind of sorted into a work schedule and everything. All of this would be okay if it wasn't for the kiddo. And that part just sucks. I mean, this morning he (laughs) woke up and talked about how he was missing school, um, all of that stuff. I mean, I'm literally like they've they've obviously, you know, they've shut down the beach and things like that. The the thing that you may not know if you're not a parent uh, is they've shut down all the playgrounds. So we literally take our kid to a parking lot to play. Okay, Uh, an empty parking lot, you know. Um, So that that's just a real drag, and then trying to explain to him why he shouldn't touch his face when we're outside before we get home and wash wash hands and all that is just... I, you know, I got an extra doggy cone you can borrow. <laughs> he won't wear any of that. You know, he's at that age <laughs> where he just, you know, no mask, no nothing. That's not going to happen. Can't even get, you know, a bandana on him or anything. Mm. So, you, you know, we have to sit him down and basically say, you can't touch your face because you might get germs. You might get sick. You might have to go to a hospital. And if you go to a hospital, mommy and daddy can't go with you. And mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this is just horrible. Anyways...
0: Well, since yeah. you're hanging out in a parking lot with him, do you remember that drone I gave you? Maybe now's a good time to take it and fly I know, I know. I
1: should actually bust that out and and give it a go. I, 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 you know, I, the, But the last thing I, we'd want to do when we get them out to the parking lot is have them just sit there and watch something. The whole point is, run, motherfucker, run. So you go to <laughs> okay. bed. Well, have them chase it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I might yeah, give that a go. go. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, I'll put like a little Scooby snack on the bottom of it, hang it off, and say, go get your treat, boy. <laughs> run them around for a while. Right
1: the news in uh, dogs and cats living together in perfect harmony we are in the end times apple and google are going to work together yes they are (laughs) they are joining forces to smash any remaining privacy we have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they are building uh, what for now will be an opt-in contact tracing tool, but I'm sure it won't be opt-in too much longer, uh, using Bluetooth technology that will uh, help tr- officials track the spread of COVID-19. So it uh, brings hope of a quicker end to the pandemic, but also a host of privacy and security concerns, as one could imagine. Um, this is actually a smarter plan than many other people have tried to roll out so far because it does a Attempt to at least maintain uh, anonymous uh, information as long as possible, basically until you get infected. At which point, you will no longer have any privacy whatsoever because they will yeah. <laughs> absolutely everyone that you've been in touch with for weeks. So
0: this is kind of like that system in Batman, like one of the, <laughs> the Dark Knight. So we just need a big button at the end where they can uh, <laughs> they can just blow it all to hell. Um,
1: much like the uh, last episode of Westworld. I don't know if you watched that last night. Not yet. Nope. Okay. Not yet. So we will no uh, spoilers. No spoiler, that one. So, yeah. So there you go. Um, they're rolling it out. It's going to roll out pretty quickly. Uh, they're figuring two weeks or so. Uh, it's going to be that is quick. Yeah, that is real quick. Which makes me wonder if they'd been working on this for quite some
0: time. I think it's it's cobbling together all the Bluetooth stuff they've already got for advertising. You exactly. know, the beacons and all that stuff. This is like this is baked into the this is, this is baked into the whole operating system, man. This is you yeah, know, they're, they're they're bread just, and
1: butter. They're just repurposing their ad tracking system for people tracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there really a difference? No, no there's, there's there not isn't. really a difference. So yeah, <laughs> as we, as a, we yeah <laughs> apply use case to this. <laughs> yep, that's pretty
0: much it. I mean, we already saw that third-party company can see everything and anything whenever they want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's cats out of the bag, horses out of the barn, privacy at the window.
1: So let's put on our no longer all that crazy tinfoil hats and and roll out the idea that this will no longer be opt-in. It will then become... Required. Mm -hmm. So, how does one get around that? Well, (laughs) in a place where it's already required, South Korea, uh, people would just leave their phones at home and Mm -hmm. go out. So, what is the next step then? Tag them like tag a him. tag them like a cow That is exactly <laughs> what's happening. South Korea will be putting wristbands on people defying quarantine after people trick the government tracking apps by leaving their phones at home. Fifty seven thousand people who entered South Korea after April 1st are confined to their homes for 14 days. But over one hundred and sixty have already been caught breaking curfew through the simple expedient of not bringing their phone with them. So, yeah, now we're going to get physical wristbands for people that broke broke the law.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, same as a house arrest. I just like that, you know, the fine can be up to a year in jail and $8,200, which is, you know, that's not insignificant when everybody's unemployed. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, Good luck getting that $82,000, but that's not the point, I think. The point is we will put you in jail so we know you will not infect anybody else.
0: Unless you get infected in jail, and then it's
1: not our (laughs) problem. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, we work, we work. We love to hate WeWork, and now we have more weasons to hate WeWork. <laughs> WeWork has refused to let a startup move to a smaller office and pay less rent after laying off most of its staff, forcing it towards bankruptcy, says Charlie O'Donnell. He's a, he's a venture capitalist up mm-hmm. yep, in uh, New York. And turns out this company had like 20 employees. Everything was going gangbusters. They just moved into another bigger space at WeWork. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, then everything hit. And they had to lay off 14 of the 20 people and, you know, just to conserve enough cash to get through it. Well, WeWork, uh, you'd think that they would work with them to give them a smaller space so the company could stay it's it's in It's in their it's name. name. It's called WeWork. We will work yeah. with you. Yes. Nope. 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 Turns out they won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We won't. We won't. Uh, so they're, they're forcing them to keep the larger space, which basically means they're not going to have enough money to make it through this to get on mm-hmm. the other side to get their people back and get the business back on track. Right. And the interesting thing about this is Charlie is saying that this company is acting like somebody who's not going to be around in a year because they're just
1: trying to get as much money as they can, not well, think about long-term customers. Yes. Uh, look look at some of these companies. Their business models are, are in – Not workable in this new future that we're all starting to envision already. I I can't imagine Airbnb is going to be anywhere near the company it once was when we come back to travel. I I can't, nobody's going to want to stay in other people's homes. You're going to have to, hotels are going to roll out. We completely disinfect rooms in between each stay, and that's going to be a massive selling point. Now try to get, um, you know, Bob that lives down the street that puts up his his, uh, one shack spanish style place to do that he's not going to (laughs) so trust is going to go back to these bigger organizations we work i mean come on every company in the world is trying to pivot to a work from home situation right now exactly Um, we work from home (laughs) rents business rents all that sort of stuff are going to tank they are going to be so low because people are not going to be moving into these spaces and and because of the economy in general so yeah we work's business model is is looking a little creaky on the other side of this
0: well, here's the irony: WeWork is refusing to pay some of their landlords. Well, of course, in, the, in negotiating lower rents. So, you know, do as I do as I say, not as I do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've talked to a couple uh, entrepreneurs and business owners that have office spaces right now. They are, they are mostly transitioned to work from home for the time being, and they're looking at it. Well, first off, what they're doing is they're going to their landlords and basically saying. Nobody's coming in right now, so I will give you this percentage of rent. And if you don't want to take that, I am just going. I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm just yeah. moving out. That's it. And you'll never see us again. Um, and you know, at the same time, they're kind of planning to do that anyways, or at least you know, looking for smaller spaces when we get on the other side. So, yeah, landlords are are in a tough spot right now. Well, everybody's in a tough spot. Everybody's really in a tough <laughs> spot. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. You know who's not though? Who's not? Right? Amazon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I read through this very long article over on Vox. Um, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, and this is just speeding it up. Amazon was already powerful. The coronavirus pandemic cleared the way to dominance. And uh, it gets into obviously how they're an essential service right now, and they are being extremely helpful. Um, it's very useful. They're shipping the things that we need to us. Um, they're making vague attempts at doing good things, but more missteps than anything else but
0: i don't know about you man i can't find anything to buy from amazon because everything's sold out (laughs) well there's nothing there
1: that's because everybody's using amazon right now and you know everybody listening go go to your secondary level stores and find stuff there my Uh, roommate just
0: went to ralph's this morning and actually found a bottle of lysol Believe it or not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, things are starting to trickle back into the regular supply chains. Amazon is still having a hard time, but it's a problem of success. The reason Amazon is having that hard time is everybody is purchasing everything from them. So their power is definitely growing. Uh, Walmart and Amazon, which originally... are which already dominated a significant percentage of brick-and-mortar retail and online commerce in the U.S. Uh, for this, this has been a huge boost to their already substantial business and power. Google searches for Amazon are at near-holiday season levels, in-store sales at Walmarts have rocketed, and both companies are hiring 250,000 new workers each. So they're killing the mom-and-pops and the mid-level businesses right now, which we kind of knew what was going to happen, and they're definitely moving into the shopping and grocery pick pickup and delivery. And people may not go back to Their old habits once this pandemic ends, for the same reason that we're talking about, you know, things are going to be different on the other side of this. Um, And the real worry about Amazon is not uh, Amazon's much more of a threat than Walmart is because Walmart is just becoming a huge, mega, super. Store, right. Amazon is positioning itself to be the market itself by providing the entire underlying infrastructure. Basically, if you're not Walmart and you want to be in business, you're going to be paying Amazon for their shipping platform, their sy- shipping systems, their cloud computing, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So they're basically trying to turn themselves from the open public marketplace into a privately controlled one, which would not be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are other places out there that have you know much smaller infrastructures. Yeah. Obviously, so uh, those places are probably get a nice boon, or they'll just get put out of business by Amazon or bought. Yep. You know, because monopolies. <laughs> I just think it's funny that Amazon is still going gangbusters with Amazon Prime Day. They think that that's still going to be a thing. Nobody's got a job, dude. I know. <laughs> no. I mean like you know our revenues are cut way down and you know we didn't make anything on this show to begin with so yeah, it's like
1: yeah we've 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 taken a hit understandably so and we've told people not to pay us if they can't um, yeah so yeah. i don't know you know maybe maybe they're sitting on a secret stash of toilet paper and amazon prime day is going to be get a roll free with everything you buy and maybe people <laughs> will buy something just to get a roll of toilet paper who knows right. could be could be and just because this is a bit of follow-up, because we've been following the story on and off for the last, oh, I don't know, two years or so, <laughs> at the, <least>. Ikea, <laughs> the IKEA smart blinds are finally available to buy online, obviously, because you can't buy them in a store, so you can only get it online at this point. IKEA the future. The stores. <laughs> so, yeah, the future uh, blinds are finally available. Uh, shoppers on Reddit and 9to5Mac have noticed that IKEA started selling the blinds in the U.S. Uh, several months I'd say several years after they were initially limited to in-person <laughs> customers. So they've started at 129 bucks for one size, 179 for the larger size. You also need the $35 dollars Trid free gateway <laughs> if you want to take advantage of Alexa, Google Assistant, or HomeKit. So you work, can work. finally get your cheap electronic blinds.
0: Okay. Uh, not so cheap anymore. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, okay, that would have been nice about, uh, you know, a couple months ago, I'd have probably picked one up to try it out. But, Mm -hmm.
1: uh, yeah. 129 bucks is a lot of baked beans right now. (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) No doubt. Media Candy. So, I finished The Witcher a couple nights back. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, Game of Thrones light, but fun. Okay, now it'll probably be cancelled. Probably. I can't... Have- <laughs> they say it's renewed, but we'll see when we ever get back to any of this. But uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, the- I found parts of it were quite surprising. There were twists and turns that I didn't expect. Uh, the sad part being the finale episode was entirely predictable, but still very good. I, I liked it quite a lot. Um, the other thing I watched, uh, Parasite.
0: And the what did Oscar
1: award-winning movie, which is on, uh, shockingly, the only place to stream it, Hulu. Yeah. So yeah. gave me a reason to launch Hulu. It's funny because my, my wife was the one that wanted to watch the movie. So I was like, okay, well, let's throw up Hulu. My wife has never looked at Hulu. My wife is not <laughs> a designer in any way, shape, or form. She's a lawyer. So she enti- the entirety of her work life is in Microsoft Word and Microsoft Outlook. So yeah. she knows a bad UI. Uh, so <laughs> she knows of which she speaks. Yes. <laughs> so when I launched up Hulu, she was like, "Oh my God, what is wrong with that interface?" <laughs> so very funny there. Um, Parasite as a movie, holy shit, that is batshit nuts crazy. I did not expect it to be that insane. Uh, I, I am. I was flabbergasted that this won the Oscar for best picture because it is so off the wall out there. I loved it though. I thought it was a great movie.
0: I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I mean, I'd, I've watched a lot of South Korean film, and it's kind of par for the course.
1: But oh, okay. well, it was good. I, I, I'm not uh, steeped in South Korean film, so. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't. It did not live up to all the hype that I'd been. Expecting, you know, because mm. I'd been hearing about it long before it got on the Oscar radar, and you know, it was it was it was okay. It was an okay movie. I didn't think it should have won Best Picture, but I think everything at the Oscars now is just po- politics, so it doesn't right. even matter. It right. Doesn't matter at all.
1: And I did watch something else with the wife. Um, we were very much big fans of Modern F- Family when it first came out. I'd say even the first um, five seasons or so, and uh, you know, any sitcom after five seasons generally becomes. A formulaic wreck, as Modern Family did. So we stopped watching. And I think uh, this is this was his 11th season, I believe, and final season. And just for old time's sake, we knew the finale was airing, uh, hour long, and we put it on. <sighs> that was god-awful.
2: Really? Just...
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It's the exact reason we stopped watching the show. The jokes were flat and stupid and don't, didn't even make sense. The acting was piss poor. Nobody seemed to really give a shit except for Eric Stornstreet. He's awesome. He's always awesome. Uh, the char- There had been absolutely zero character development since we stopped watching six years ago. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I You know, usually when a show ends, especially a show that's been running for so long, the, the, you know, the original writers and the original creators come back to to see the show out and give it a good end yeah that did not happen here (laughs) my god what a piece of shit oh well that's it happens sometimes it does it's it's sad it's just because that show was so good when it first came out but
0: eh, never seen it never seen an episode Hmm. Now I won't. Now I, now I know I don't have to. Uh, yeah, but speaking of God awful, man, did you watch the uh, SNL where they all did it from home?
1: I saw the Tom Hanks monologue and I was just like, I can't sit through this. Like, yeah, some of these shows are at work. John Oliver is working. Bill Maher, not so much. Uh, his one on one interviews are fine. But seeing everybody to try to to make this pivot to at home, you know, draw draw the curtain back and see behind this behind the thing is it's hit or miss right so i can't imagine that snl would be any good
0: no it wasn't it was it was really kind of terrible and the biggest issue i had was um the audio was so awful that it was (laughs) another pitch for you
1: to be hired jason
0: (laughs) i'm telling you well i I gotta put together something for I'll, i'll talk about it later but uh like um kate mckinnon's bit she did this ruth uh Uh, Bader Bader Ginsburg Ginsburg. uh, like workout routine thing and you couldn't understand her it was so bad I'm like you know you still can from Amazon buy some lavaliers it'll cost you 200 bucks and make you sound like you're still in the studio at least (laughs) it's like even watching CNN I'm like you guys know how to broadcast from the field you send you know people around the world get them a damn microphone you just could not could not I couldn't stomach it and the, the jokes were flat you know It just didn't
1: work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, for not much money, you can make a really nice looking video setup at home that sounds great. And I don't know why these engineers from these studios are not, or these channels are just not even trying. Like, you know, maybe they just think that it's kitsch to, you know, have people look like they're at home. You can still do that with a nice camera for, for under $1,000, you can make these people broadcast quality. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. Right. So, yeah, it was bad. It was I
1: will bad. not be watching that then. Uh, so, Siffy has been uh, re-airing Sify. Battlestar Galactica <laughs> in, in an effort to give people something to do, which is kind of cool. And the uh, Battlestar cast has been go- going along with it, where they've been kind of redoing uh, recaps alongside of that. But there is something kind of cool that's about to happen. Uh, they're going to release a bonus episode featuring a cast reunion with a live read of the acclaimed and beloved episode 33 which is kind of cool. I love that episode. Uh, Edward James Olmos, James Callis, Jamie Bamber, Katie Sackoff, Michael Trucco, Rika Sharma, and more will join the podcast. Ooh. No word if Ronald D. Moore will be there, and if he is, I'm not listening. <laughs> well, he doesn't have any lines, so it's okay. Right.
0: <laughs> no, that's cool. That's very yeah, cool. pretty cool. And uh, over on Twitch, my friend Gigi Edgley, who played Chiana in Farscape, has been doing watch parties every night. So she'll start up the episode. You have to, you know, have Amazon Prime video to watch it because it's, it's all free. The whole series is for free over there. Well, with your Amazon Prime subscription. <laughs> uh, so basically, at uh, five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. They press everybody play and she play. does. <laughs> yeah, everybody hits play. And then she she plays along and gives you behind the scenes stuff and talks about the episode. Very so- cool. If you're a Farscape fan, which everybody should be, go
1: check that out. Excellent. And uh, Netflix has a new show about to launch fairly soon called Space Force, starring Steve Carell and Lisa Kudrow. And the official synopsis is, a decorated pilot with dreams of running the Air Force, four-star General Mark R. Naird, which is Steve Carell's character, is thrown for a loop when he finds himself tapped to lead the newly formed sixth branch of the U.S. Armed Forces, Space Force. So I'm not surprised that this is happening because it is uh, it is a concept and a title rife for being made fun of. So hopefully it'll be good. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not a big Lisa Kudrow fan. I'm not either, uh, actually, but
0: uh, who know? you never know. Steve, yeah, Steve Carell's hit or miss for me. I mean, he's, he's more good than not, but uh, Lisa Kudrow, I don't think I've ever seen anything I liked her in, so <laughs> probably a miss.
1: And uh, speaking of Steve Carell, who played the uh, Despicable Me main character, uh, the kid finally wanted to watch, was desperate to watch Minions, and we decided to have a movie night last night, and I had not seen Minions before. Goddamn, that's funny. I mean, it really? is funny for parents, like okay. I was dying uh, the way so many of the jokes way over my kid's head, but aim squarely at parents. It's well worth it. It's well done. That whole series is phenomenal. I loved all the despicable me movies as well. I saw those. Kid hasn't seen those yet, but they're up on deck. We started with minions. really good. i I highly recommend it. if you need a laugh, as we all do right now. <laughs> Could
0: use one now.
1: Yeah, watch, watch it, Jason. You'll really enjoy it. It's very uh- funny.
0: I'll check it out. Yeah, I love the Despicable Me movies. They're fantastic. Oh, you'll love
1: that. This is basically the prequel. This is how the minions found him.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that I could really use a laugh right now. That's why I kept trying to watch The Tiger King, and I, I can't make it through episode three, and I've tried four times now to get through. Like, I start halfway through, and within 10 minutes, I've fallen asleep. So <laughs> it is a great sleep aid for me, I've found, but I just can't watch it. I know everybody loves it, but just not for me.
1: Oh, yeah. Put this on tonight Jason you you will uh, you will thank me later. We'll do.
0: Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to gog.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. gog.show slash VPN. That's gog.show slash VPN. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. On this show, we often discuss the vast amount of personal info floating around out there. We're talking home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. If you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're definitely not alone. That's why I need to tell you about Delete Me. It's been a game changer for me in protecting my personal information. As someone who's been bombarded with spam calls and phishing attempts, discovering Delete Me was like finding a magic shield. That's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code G-O-G at checkout. Moron of the week. Well, we have two morons of the week this Mm -hmm. week. I saw this one and it just just was too much. Uh, Kendall Jenner and Justin Bieber. They are are so, (laughs) so happy that they have all of their privilege and uh, went on Instagram and made a little video and... I I watched it, uh, the clip that they had, and uh, wow. All I got
1: to say is wow. Look, uh, this is is a really good time uh, for celebrities to shut the fuck up. And um, not say much. There, there are some people that are doing it okay. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos that Arnold Schwarzenegger has done. They're they're uh-huh. actually very funny. Like, oh yeah, I
0: follow it, him on TikTok. Yeah,
1: you know, he's sitting in his hot tub and you know, begging us to all stay at home. And then there's pan around his gigantic mansion. It's very easy for me to stay at home. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, tongue in cheek and, and aware of it and, and funny and you know all that. And the these two, no, no not so much. <laughs> no, it's
0: worth. You you need to go check out the link in the show notes because it comes down to the tweets that come after it. Right. You know, it is it is it is just one of those things where let's 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 pick one at random here. <laughs> uh, Justin Bieber's career started because Usher came across him singing on YouTube. Kendall Jenner's dad is an Olympian. Haley Bieber's dad is a Hollywood star. Get the fuck out of here with being blessed and working hard. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, thank God they're acknowledging us the poor they're acknowledging the poor so grateful suddenly my debts are wiped clear and i'm no longer unemployed and the hits just keep on coming it's uh (laughs) tone deaf tone Tone deaf. deaf at its highest feedback loop over on patreon we've got two new subscribers nancy and nico and nico says people are going crazy in south africa which is a boozy country without alcohol and cigarettes both are deemed as non-essential items and are thus forbidden to be sold that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard
1: can you imagine trying to like kick smokes forced on you while you have nowhere to go and, you're and just no sitting in your
0: house <laughs> yeah Ugh. No nicotine, no booze, nowhere to go. That is I mean, South Africa's always been a powder keg, but man, <laughs> this is, talk about some some murderous folk gonna be running around there pretty soon. Yeah. Not wise. Not wise at all. And over at PayPal we've got Andrew, Ralph, Adam, Michael, Jonathan, Mark, Linda, and Andrew. And uh, also, Eric. Eric says, Hey, guys, love the show and never donated before and want to keep the snark coming. Check out the Bourbon Hunters podcast that my coworker is just starting.
1: We'll put a link for that in the show notes. Thank you. And uh, David, who writes in, Love the show. You guys buy yourself a couple of cases of good beer. Done and done. Done and done. Devin writes
0: in, Hey, grumps, after the apocalypse ends and people slowly start wandering out into the sunlight again, I plan on getting back to hiking. I remember a few episodes back, Jason geeking out about cameras and wanted to ask if he could recommend a good lightweight beginner camera that I can fit in a pack and carry around for about 12 hours at a time. Thanks. Well, Devin, uh, when you're done with listening to the show, go to gog.show slash Adorama. That's A-D-O-R-A-M-A. And I will put a link in there for the uh, the Lumix G7, I got a couple of those to do studio stuff here for, uh, you know, 4K video and things like that. And it turns out it's a fantastic little micro four thirds camera. So much better than anything those. being
1: used on SNL.
0: Oh, it's so much better. <laughs> so much. I think they, I think they set everybody up on SNL with Connectix quick cams.
1: <laughs> and Sheriff uh, writes in, damn it to heck Patreon. I've been trying to reactivate my Patreon link so I could donate to you guys regularly. And the stupid app keeps telling me I already have an account and won't let me log in. Anywho, here's some money to help you guys keep going during these dark times. It's a drop in the bucket, but hopefully that bucket overflows eventually. Love you guys. Hey Sheriff, don't feel bad. We are we are Patreon uh, uh creators and they can't seem to get an email to our email addresses. So, you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That not the best thing going on over there. No. And Linda writes in as well as donation. Thank you, Jason and Brian. I used to, just a mere four weeks ago, listen to you while driving between music lessons. Now I'm listening after teaching online for nine to 10 hours, usually accompanied by a glass of wine and a knife for chopping veggies. Uh, just use it on the veggies. Nobody else, <laughs> please. You guys are my distraction from reading news and my wind down from a day of trying to keep my 2013 MacBook Pro working for ice packs a day seems to do the trick. <laughs> and figuring out how to communicate a skill like piano playing and singing by way of the Internet, often with five to six year olds. Definitely put the knife away.
1: Anyway, I appreciate
0: more wine, appreci- more wine <laughs> less knife. Anyway, I appreciate your perspectives and please keep the roommate references. Cheers to Jason's roommate. Well, thank you, Linda.
1: We're going to have to start cutting her a check pretty soon. Shh. Don't say that. <laughs> and BG writes in, hi, guys. I really love the show. Been a long-time listener. I had a question for Jason. My wife is going to be teaching a college class over Zoom, and I wanted to get her a microphone that she can use besides the built-in mic on the Mac. I was thinking a lavalier so she could move around a little bit. Do you have any recommendations? Thank you so much.
0: Again, go to <laughs> GOG.show slash Adorama. There is a link in there for the uh, Rode Wireless Go Labs, and I've been using those for my live streams, and you can walk around. You just put it... Uh, It's got, you know, it's wireless, so you just have a pack and a lav and um, just walk around the room. They sound great and uh, highly recommended. There you go. Over at Twitter, Travis writes in, AI isn't superhuman. Blasphemy. Elon Musk seemingly used the superhuman false narrative in advancing Tesla's self-driving car ambitions.
1: Yeah, this is over at Forbes, and I made an honest effort to attempt to read this article. I, I, I don't know why it exists or what the point even is. Uh, yeah, Musk is a PR machine, but he's also one of the people that's super wary of AI and has been sounding alarms about it. So he made a stupid tweet. Musk a Elon Musk made a tweets. stupid tweet. <laughs> Does every stupid tweet need 10,000 words posted on a blog? I, I don't think so so
0: we're in the it's middle of a, a pandemic they they gotta,
1: <laughs> they gotta keep their word count up there's nothing else to do i i guess so it's got to keep the clicks coming in martin writes in my ad-free rss link was stuck at episode 427 was starting to miss you guys might it be because my patreon contribution was a few days late um probably i guess if you lose access to patreon you lose access to that feed so so get her fixed there buddy <laughs> Technology Culture writes in, without commute, my podcast
0: intake has easily dropped 80%. However, I still listen to GOG because it helps to maintain what counts for sanity these days. Your, including Bittner, honesty is priceless and much appreciated. Let's cope together.
1: Well, we are. Trying to. Moss writes in. We have two cars, so we alternate a short trip every five days or so. We usually go near the beach to yell at the asshole boomer gringos who are coming thanks to cheap plane tickets and ignoring <laughs> all safety guidelines. I, I can't believe people are still flying. It's amazing to me.
0: I didn't know they were allowed. I, I guess since yeah. Puerto Rico is part of the United States, they can, can yes, go there. Yes.
1: And remember, Delta has their policy to not sell middle seats. <laughs> middle so seats. can maintain yes. social distancing. <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: (laughs) in a flying tube
0: yep (laughs) oh my god nathan sage writes in with a link to youtube it's a 3d printing 300 face shields per day
1: all righty and lockdown joe writes in sorry can't star your podcast it's the one podcast that i skip my backlog of 40 plus unplayed to jump to and play first okay don't know why you can't star us but you can star every episode (laughs) i
0: don't know why i don't know what's going on with that let's get marco on that we need that yes Grumpy Grunt writes, we need a one hour security segment with Bittner and the three of you getting drunk, including Brian, having fun, reminiscing about them, good old times, etc.
1: Well, stay tuned for Friday because uh, (laughs) the desire to do any security news seems to have left the building.
0: It really (laughs) has. It really has. I mean, there's some out there, but not much, (laughs) not
1: much. And Ken writes in, you guys are really pumping out great episodes lately. Thanks for your hard work. You're welcome.
0: You're welcome. And Matthew writes in, how COVID-19 has impacted media consumption. And this one's for Brian to ride his hobby horse around to Enjoy.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, some interesting infographics on what uh, people of different age groups are consuming and what they aren't. So pretty cool. Pretty interesting.
0: And over at GOG.show, doror writes in, great show, thanks for keeping it regularly on those days. Well, we're trying. Regarding the portable car jump starter, yep, it's great. The only thing that is keeping it in the car kills it if you live in a hot place. Car temperatures in the summer are well over 150 degrees Fahrenheit here. <laughs> You're going to cook yourself. And he lives in uh, Tel Aviv. Wow. Not the best for batteries used in those devices, and many get swells. Uh, so on the other hand, if you wanted, you do need it in the car when you need it. So you can see the problem here. Keep <laughs> keep on the show, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, we're in Southern California, and it doesn't get chilly here in the summer by any stretch. No. So. Keep an eye on that.
1: Yep. And Wilson writes in, Hello, Grumps. Longtime listener to your amazing show. Love the work you guys do. You guys have mentioned a few ways to help local restaurants out in the past. For example, buying gift cards for later use, tipping hard, calling your local restaurant order and pickup instead of using delivery platforms, etc. Was wondering if you've heard of Dine11.org. They've teamed up with some of the best chefs and beloved restaurants to feed the heroes in healthcare during the COVID-19 crisis. Very cool. So there's a link in the show notes that talks about it. So that's pretty awesome. And then he moves on to talk about podcast gear. I know you've mentioned the podcasting gear you guys use. I recollect in two plus separate past podcasts, and I've mentioned it is listed somewhere on your website. I think we've talked about the gear we use on like 50 shows at this point, but uh, yeah i've tried looking through your site dug through past show notes blah 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 could you help direct me to this list of podcasting gear all right jason you're up again
0: gog.show slash adorama (laughs) right now we've (laughs) just got the basics up um but we're going to be putting up uh, i'm I'm gonna put my pro kit up there as well because brian's using uh some different gear than i'm using we both have very similar microphones Uh, i've got the uh, re20
1: yeah
0: you know, you got an RE27ND. I've got oh, an RE20. There you go. I'm using a PreSonus Studio 192. And you, you are using a uh, MixPre-6. That's right. Version 1, not version 2. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And we use a bunch of software and stuff. But uh, if you want to learn more, I'm going to talk about this in a minute. But uh, I'm doing a live stream on Thursday with Chris Lockhead where it's basically an AMA on how to podcast. And all of the gear will be talked about there. So, link uh, will be... Uh, In the show notes for that, but it's going to be Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard
1: Time on Facebook Live. Let's tell the truth about that, though. Jason will be answering questions and Chris will be drinking.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, Chris is going to be pressing the button to make the little things pop up so I can see the questions. That's how that's going to work. Right. And Neil writes in, thought you guys might like this video. GameStop is making their own hand sanitizer. And I use that term extremely loosely to be an essential business. Plus, also denial of COVID in their warehouses. Worth a watch to see what a shitty company they are. Grump long and prosper. I like that one. Me too. To, yeah.
1: So I haven't watched this video yet, but I know how shitty GameStop is already. So <laughs> Look, not, not being a gamer at this point, don't most gaming platforms allow you to download videos? Why is there a physical store still even necessary for gaming?
0: Well, the best part about it is you get deals on old games. Ah, okay, so because gotcha. you can sell like if you buy games on a disc still, which I don't know who does. Um, well, actually, Jordan Harbinger does because he's always <laughs> like, hey, I just got these for 10 bucks. I go to the go to the Microsoft store and they're like 60. So I'm like, ah, I can see that. But basically, it's just, you know, controllers and resellers and stuff ah, like that. Gotcha. But they're they're trying to stay relevant. But I give them another five years because everything I've never bought a single game for my Xbox one on a disc or maybe one when i first got it but that came with the bundle everything else is digital so gotcha i think the clock
1: is ticking on those guys <laughs> right and ben writes in in episode 429 you mentioned and linked to a crazy legal brief with all the big names as co-defendants this reminded me of this gem from defcon 17 titled that awesome time i was sued for 2 billion dollars the speaker may have tons of stuff from your old bbss love your show uh, i didn't get a chance to watch this unfortunately but it is on my list
0: yeah mine too yeah. and the link will be in the show notes And this is from It Has Been. Hi, guys. Thanks for helping us. IT has been, I believe. Oh, IT has been. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he just missed. I thought he missed his caps there. I was trying to do some (laughs) camel case. Hi, guys. Thanks for helping us getting through these days. In an episode recently, Brian mentioned his COVID-19 playlist, and this spoke to me. I've been stuck with my wife in the house since 310.
1: I feel you, brother.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We'd just gotten off a cruise and were told to stay and work from home for 14 days. Thoughts of music came to mind recently. The first week of the quarantine, the wife walks in, and you queue up Huey Lewis's Happy to be Stuck with You. Week three, you queue up Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More. And by week six, I'm thinking Guns and Roses. I used to love her, but I had to kill her. Ah, such is life (laughs) these days. Stay grumpy and have a beer.
1: Uh, Thank you for that. I actually, Don't Come Around Here No More, I did not have on my playlist, so I added it after you sent in this uh, email. That's a great one. (laughs) That's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. (laughs) Matthew writes in, hey, Grumps, a topic came up here at home. My wife's sister lives south of you. We're talking Palm Springs. Actually, that is uh, east. East of East. uh, Yes. yes. I love Palm Springs. We used to back in the back when we used to be able to go outside. My (laughs) wife and I went there a lot. Oh no! Um, I've I've never been to Palm Springs. Believe it or not, dude, it's great. It's it's a wonderful place to go. Anyways, uh, can't wait to get back there in ten years. (laughs) Uh, She is working as a nurse, and we're talking to her the other night when she said, "This Corona is the doom of America. The misinformation and education levels and every man for himself society. Happy notes as usual from me." Well, we're trying to stay positive here, but I have a feeling your sister might be right.
0: Think she might be right. Brock writes, in Midland County in Texas has introduced a new system to anonymously report your condition. You just have to give the county <laughs> your phone number and address. That's anonymous, right? <laughs> Politicians dabbling in technology is a horrible idea. And this is uh, from Midland County introduces texting tool to gauge spread of COVID-19. Well, they can put that on the shelf now because
1: the big boys are coming to take take care of this for you. Oh, but hold on a second. Yeah, I did. I did grab a little bit from this article because they were very clever here. So this may win. The county is now using a tool called and wait for it. Chat. Community Chat. Health Assessment Tool, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is being described as an innovative emergency management texting tool designed to gauge changes in the general health of the community during the COVID-19 pandemic. So PR agents made their cash there. Yep. Yep.
0: Cameron writes in about the whole Dr. Oz thing. I can tell you how many times my mom and grandma have quoted Dr. Oz, and I always have to roll my eyes and explain why he's full of shit. He's literally promoted things that directly contradict <laughs> each other, and I'm surprised that he still has his license. And thanks for the tips on the mic setup. Also thought I'd share this with you guys. And this is a link to a tweet. And I found this one hilarious. And it's a tweet that says, uh, Someone added the GameCube intro music to my unemployment graph, and it's significantly better now. <laughs> did you watch this one, Brian? Yeah, I did. It was very funny. Very funny.
1: Uh, quick thing on doctors. Here's my rule of thumb. If uh, if a doctor ever appears on or is promoted by Oprah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Quibble writes in, not sure I'd call this a book, but damn, it's one that I want to put in a time cap for 10 years. And this is a, an article over at democracyjournal.com, The Pandemic and Capitalism, which is talking about a book called Capitalism on Edge. How Fighting Precarity Can Achieve Radical Change Without Crisis or Utopia by Albina Asmoninov. And uh, this does look extremely interesting, but there's no fucking way in hell I'm going to read it right now.
0: <laughs> no way, no day.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And Sissy writes in, in response to your comment about podcasts being personal media... I agree, except for your podcast. My husband and I frequently travel two hours to go have fun in New Orleans. Obviously not right now. And your podcast is the only podcast that my husband requests. You are a pick-me-up. Your grump makes him chuckle. He frequently has no idea what y'all are talking about. Most people don't. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is we feel like we dumb this down. <laughs> so I actually get to teach him about techie stuff that you reference during your podcasts. He enjoys it, and I get to share my techie love. So... We may be an exception to the rule, but it's a welcome exception in our car. Can't wait for happy hour. Yeah, we got to get back on that. Yeah, we got to
1: figure that out. Susan writes in, hi Grumps, I really enjoy your podcast on episode four. uh, I think we're missing some numbers there. You mentioned Gasolina (laughs) Cafe and how they are making it easy to donate to frontline fighters of COVID-19. I own a small restaurant near a hospital in central Ohio, and one of the first things we did when this all started was donate food to some of our... Some of the hospital departments. We also make it easy for customers to donate lunches that we will deliver. It's so important to reach out to the people who are out there and trying to protect us and take care of us. So kudos for the shout out to support local businesses. Here's why I'm grumpy, though, and I was hoping you might bring this to everyone's attention. My dining room is closed, of course, but we still offer pickup and delivery. We are taking a lot more credit card payments over the phone. When we have to key in a credit card transaction instead of swiping or dipping it, we get charged a higher fee from Square. Our credit card processor. All processors do this. Why aren't these processing companies giving small businesses a break from these higher fees during this time? Jerks. And she has a link to her uh, place, Docs Deli in Mansfield, Ohio. Yeah, why isn't uh, Jack taking care of this for people?
0: Because he needs the money for his
1: His one billion dollar fund. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Brad writes in, I found the GOG podcast through the Jordan Harbinger show and have been a fan for a while. Jason, you are great as the sidekick, the frontman, and part of a duo. Well, thank
1: you. <laughs> I can't believe you left this one in here, Brian. I, I, I you know. These are tough times, Jason. We need (laughs) pick-me-ups. We need pick-me-ups. Brad goes on to write,
0: Impressive! Your experience before the age of 40 is invaluable to the content. I went to work for NVIDIA, focusing on AI, and my new boss's first set of instructions were to subscribe to Lex Friedman's for serious information and to grumpy old geeks because, in, and in quotes, this is the most fun you will ever have learning about technology. What a great way to describe your show. Thank you. Loved the panic at the Costco recently. Well, thank you, Brad. And thank your boss for us. Uh, I don't have his name in here, but that's pretty cool that bosses at NVIDIA are mm-hmm. actually uh, pimping our show. Appreciate hey, Nvidia, it.
1: NVIDIA, you could advertise with us if you wanted to. If you wanted to. Just saying. (laughs) And Mike writes in, Great job, gents. I'll keep this short and sober. Book recommendations. A Gentleman in Moscow. Rules of Civility. Both written by Amor Towles. Both brilliant. Jason, audiobook narrators are excellent. Also, anything by Simon Winchester. Books are brilliant and audiobooks are narrated by the author. If you like upper-class British accents with your unique brand of condescension, you'll love it. And doesn't i do if i had to pick one i'd suggest outposts or krakatoa yes that's two maybe i wasn't entirely honest about the sober part (laughs) thank you i don't know about you jason i found it very difficult to read right now
0: yeah it really is i just finished how to write funny by um what's his nuts the onion guy scott dickers Mm -hmm. um but it's like one of the it's it's kind of a manual on comedy. It wasn't really something a I book. thought anybody else would care about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's why I didn't even put it in there. But, uh, yeah, reading fiction or listening to fiction right now, I just I want to plop my ass on the fucking couch and watch TV and get fucked up. <laughs> I mean, that really is <laughs> pretty much how life goes on right now. Yeah. so
1: I'm with you on that.
0: Yeah. So Raj writes in. Hello, geeks. Long time listener. First time writer further to episode 429. And he gives us a link to the iPad user manual (laughs) with a table of contents. And uh, yeah, if I recall, the iPad user guide app was installed by default on the first generation of iPads. It was. I still have my first generation iPad. Yeah. (laughs) I suspect it was intended for people who'd never seen or used a tablet running iOS. That's because it was the first generation. That's (laughs) why, which at that point was everyone outside of Apple. Exactly. And Deliveroo, the heroes we deserve. Stay grumpy, stay healthy. stay at home. Yes, yeah, when I just iPad
1: w- 1 came out. Uh there was a 100% uptick in people using iOS <laughs> on iPads. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, uh yeah, this is uh I-, I looked through it. There's actually good stuff in here. I put it on my iPad, like they should have done in yes, the first place.
1: It should be there. It should be on the home page when you first unwrap your iPad.
0: Yeah. And I put it on. I did put it on the homepage of my roommate's iPad because this is her first iPad. I got her an iPad four like about like nine months, maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. And she barely uses it for anything. So it's like because she doesn't know how to use it because there's no fucking manual. So I put the manual on there and hopefully she will read it and we'll get <laughs> to
1: that. All right. Matt writes in. This is a bit of a long one, but I think there's still some good information in here that we've discussed, and it's nice to beat it home again. So I'll go ahead and read it. And this is also the second major company, uh entire company, that seems to be listening to us. So, you know, awesome. advertising is, uh, is, is allowed. Matt says, you guys get major kudos from my entire company after I suggested your pointers for teleworking. I essentially forwarded your notes to the CEO, and in turn, he basically made it the company's standard. We're a contract logistics support provider for an Air Force tactical weather system. Okay, maybe they won't be advertising us with us for that. but And we also assist small businesses with cybersecurity compliance. We're not looking to get free advertisements, so you don't need to use our name. But, uh, okay. Based on your suggestions, we have a set schedule of duty hours in our home from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., Those are wise hours. I like that. And we have a daily meeting on Microsoft Teams at 8 a.m. every day. Throughout the day, we restrict all communications to Teams. As it was clear, texting and phone calls were getting very cumbersome. To be honest, I've been more productive over the last three weeks on a day-to-day basis than I was working out of the office every day. I think it has to do with the lack of distractions at home compared to the office. Well, that's your home. Come to mine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the office I'm too easily distracted by random banter and general office shenanigans we're a politically balanced group therefore political discussions always leads to a debate that can last for an hour or more at home my wife and two te- teenage kids homeschool all day and are typically fully engaged online or with the curriculum that my wife has put together for the day to clarify we've homeschooled for 10 years so this recent change was insignificant for us in that regard I'm also going with Jason's advice on having something familiar on TV while I'm working currently I'm going through mash on Hulu One of the only reasons, except for uh, Parasite, to ever load up Hulu. My next favorite sitcom of all times was Scrubs. Recently, Zach Braff and Donald Faison have put out a weekly podcast going through one episode at a time. If you're into Scrubs, I highly recommend checking it out. Keep up the great work, stay healthy, and stay grumpy. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt.
0: And I I had another uh, movie to add to the list of good background movies. I watched The Peacemaker again the other night. I've seen Mm. that movie like a hundred times. It was a great (laughs) movie. The first out of DreamWorks, actually directed by Mimi Letter. It was uh, controversial for that because it was an action movie directed by a woman from a new studio, but (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. There's a lot of mansplaining in there that George Clooney does to Nicole Kidman. So (laughs) that part didn't age well, (laughs) Right, but it's still a great movie. And Lawrence writes in, I got to thinking about what I could do to help during this crisis. And it dawned on me that I could give away my Field Guide to Dragons ebook to help parents entertain their kids or themselves no strings, no account to create or email to enter. Just download and share. Well, thank you, Lawrence. We've got a, a link to that in the show notes. And Lawrence Lee has been a fan for of us for a long time. Yes, so we've been it.
1: reading uh, feedback from him for years now. So thank you, yes. Lawrence, and thanks for yeah. that. I'm going to check that out with my kid. Uh, Jonathan writes in, The NBA streams a few classic games a night on Twitch. That would require me to figure out Twitch. I don't want sports that badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
0: hard. It really know, isn't hard. You open. Go to a website. (laughs) And Matthias writes in, you talked about Black Sky's weather app. I'm using Carrot Weather because you can set it to insult you every time you want to know the weather. The forecast is very good, better than many other apps, even down to hourly forecasts. And the comments are very spot on and not feeling old. I love the feeling that the more often I open the app, someone has to get a new insult. (laughs) Go get it. I even pay for it. Yeah, I pay for a weather app. You're one fan from Sweden. Well, thank you, Matthias. Uh, I used to use the Carrot app. And I paid for it, too. But uh, I just like Dark Skies better. I thought it was prettier.
1: Yeah. Krusty Dog writes in, companies that inserted mandatory arbitration terms in their business and employment agreements to avoid class action lawsuits, EPIC was the U.S. Supreme Court test case for employers, are subverting the process they created after being overwhelmed with mass arbitration claims. Big companies, which assume that people wouldn't bother filing claims, are now refusing to pay the arbitration costs that they themselves specified. One law firm filed 6000 arbitration claims on behalf of independently contacted delivery drivers for DoorDash, which balked at paying the nine million dollars in arbitration fees and then rewrote its terms to require using a particular arbitrator whose rates were lower. An unsympathetic federal judge ordered the company to pay the fees, saying your law firm and all the defense law firms have tried for 30 years to keep plaintiffs out of court. And so finally, if someone says, OK, we'll take you to arbitration and suddenly it's not in your interest anymore. Now you're wiggling around trying to find some way to squirm out of your agreement. There is a lot of poetic justice here. Well done. Well done, judge. Screw those guys. We actually covered this a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it was it's fun to hear again because the, the, the line from the judge is always worth worth another playthrough for sure. <laughs> Ralph writes in, hi geeks, I don't know if this is real or just clickbait. If real, why would a device that requires a fingerprint also require video recognition (laughs) of your butthole and crotch? Maybe should ask Dave since it's a security feature. Stay well, stay home, stay grumpy. And this is a link to Mashable. The toilet recognizes your butthole and uploads photos to the cloud.
1: Now I went to this page and I, I looked at it, and it, it is real. It's it's not a joke. But I had a harder time copying and pasting any text. It launched a thousand pop ups for me. Weird though.
0: That's weird. Yeah, I just yeah. I went in, and since you said you couldn't do it, I'm like, well, challenge <laughs> accepted. So I went in, copied it, pasted it, no problem at all.
1: There you go. So yeah, they're using your butthole as a as a fingerprint scan, <laughs> <laughs> God. and then puts it in the cloud. So if you want your butthole in the cloud, go check this out. Show title. (laughs) And over at iTunes, we have a five-star rating from Massilla Epoxy in Spain, your bi-weekly dose of tech reality. Listening to Jason and Brian should be a required assignment in every computer science course. Few things are more dangerous today than a bunch of optimist engineers led by billionaire psychos wearing hoodies. So for humanity's sake, stop being a naive young bro and start listening, chump. P.S. And stop wearing your hoodies past your 30s, folks. You all look like child rapists. Good thing there's not a camera on right now. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) I'm keeping my hoodie and my cargo shorts. Ah. (laughs) Not. And Kajetank from Sweden writes in, five stars, great show. It took me a couple episodes to start liking the show, but it's now a favorite. Keep safe and be grumpy. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So this would be our second fan from Sweden. Sorry, (laughs) Matthias. You have have competition now.
1: Yeah. If you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash iTunes and toss us a five-star and snarky review.
0: And keep clicking those stars in Overcast. We were in a Joe Rogan Tim Ferriss sandwich the other day. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's kind of creepy. But, uh, yeah, keep us in the top there. We love it. We love it. It Gives us a little exposure that uh, makes us feel good. It really does.
1: Not that child rapey type exposure.
0: No, 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 no. Not at all. Okay. We're back again with Seth Miranda from Adorama and uh welcome back I, I i always get confused i'm like is it adorama adorama Radorama? i'm more than adorama
2: i'm more than adorama damn it
0: <laughs> last x oh, witness on all of the socials and a professional <laughs> a professional photographer hey man
2: i am you know <laughs> yeah yes. and uh and now i'm like turning into like the guy of streaming apparently because uh I guess no one made a clean-looking stream on Twitch until now. I don't know what's going on, but everybody's asking me how to do it or how to make their Zoom calls look more clean and stuff. <laughs> don't use Zoom. There's your there's your tip right there. Zoom's God, awesome. I Zoom. People, no, it's I not. like Zoom. Yeah, it's all I like it.
0: Uh, I'm an audio guy. Zoom has the worst audio on the market.
2: All right. Well, I think the interface is clean, and you know, I've been. I, I think I've used everything there possibly is in this crazy uh, overnight turn over to working at home what about uh, blue jeans have you tried blue so jeans? i haven't used blue jeans i heard you guys talk about on the last show and i was like oh there's another one i didn't hear about but the uh they had me use um microsoft teams i'm sorry yeah i i gotta say like there's nothing in that whole interface that's appealing to me it's so <laughs> it's, not it's so ugly. Like, it's so old like i feel like i belong it's 97 it, yeah i don't get it and Microsoft has always been about the office and stuff like that, and I get it. But at least give me a dark mode or a dark theme. Like I can't oh, God, stand no. all these white windows. Dude, they got 8-bit icons. Come on. What do you want? Oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm just keep thinking about my eye strain Cause you know, yeah. YouTube has dark mode now, Twitch has dark mode, Zoom is dark. Everything's dark. Then I go to Microsoft Teams and my retinas are melting out of my skull. And I'm like, oh, what? But, you know, Microsoft Teams is a free
0: add-on. So you technically get what you pay for. Well, I get it because everyone's using Outlook, I guess, for
2: mail, for everything. I haven't used Outlook in t- 15 years. Every company that I go to deal with is using some form of Outlook. So I think they just were like, hey, your entire company's Rolodex is now slammed right into... Uh, a, a web co- uh, video conferencing service, pretty much. Yeah, but uh, I I have to
0: say I took a lot of tips from your live stream videos. Oh, thanks, and man. I did uh, I did a conference a virtual podcast conference not too long ago, and everybody commented on how good my my video stream looked. So boop, boop. the content was shit because I was talking, <laughs> but <laughs> the video looked great. You use your Panasonic's? Yeah, my G seven. I did my G seven through my. Uh, mage something or other. Uh, mm. Magewell, Magewell, US or Ma- USB to HDMI. Right? Oh,
2: Magwell, Magwell. Yeah. So that's um, like a higher end Elgato. They're like 300 dollars to start. So yeah, it was three hundred
0: thirty <laughs> bucks. I was just like three hundred thirty bucks. There's so much other stuff I could have got, but it was, I needed it then, and it was simple because so many of these other like my Black Magic didn't work for a webcam, and so I got the the Magwell, and it was it, it was perfect. Uh, here's here's what it is. Plug in the HDMI, plug in my my Rode Go wireless setup into the camera, and that just streams right into the system. And It's like, boom, done. It's like it was worth the extra money for the lack of hassle. That's what yeah. it was perfect for.
2: And, and it's built, like, legit. Everything that you're buying that's kind of uh, cost-effective, plastic housings can't, you know, if it's mm-hmm. humid out, I don't even want to know what's going to happen. You know, like, it's, it's um, you're paying for it for a reason. I mean, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, this is tooled aluminum. I mean, it's yeah. it's a nice little box, and it's tiny. It's light. It Yeah, it literally just does exactly what it needs to do. And I've had this camera on with that plugged into it, into my new Mac Mini for seven hours, and nothing's overheated. Everything is nice and cool on the camera and on the
2: the interface. It's, it's perfect. It's great. I, I love my little setup. I think people somehow thought that you take any camera, And plug a USB or an HDMI into an old HDMI port that exists. And somehow it becomes a webcam. And then when I started telling people, like, no, you need something to tell the computer or encode the video to be captured, they're like, what? I have to buy something? And then it turned into this, like, crazy rush to buy anything streaming. And everyone's out of stock of everything.
0: Yeah, it, except for these because they're so expensive, nobody wants to buy them. Oh, no, yeah. like, I'll just wait. <laughs> I'll wait till they come back in stock. You know, I it still bugs me that I can't use my my Nikon D810 as a webcam because that with the 105 um, millimeter lens on it, which because it's an old DX lens, but you know, you know, reformats to a sixteen looks great as a webcam when it's right there on the desk. It is so cool looking. Did you update the firmware? Yeah, I did, but it still, it still shuts off at half an hour. Even in live mode, it
2: just shuts off. The runtime is a half hour, you're saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you have to put it in live mode, and then it then it streams out through the you know, the HDMI port, and then comes into the computer, and then it still just shuts off after half an hour. And I'm just like, oh, man.
2: Oh, that's crazy. I, th- I knew the record time was 29 minutes, but I didn't know that the runtime was... Uh, yeah. I wonder what that's
0: about. I don't know. Yeah, the live stream shuts off. Uh I guess they've figured that out. I I don't know. I don't know, but well, it doesn't work because I would much rather have used that one over the G7s, but now that I've got the G7s going, they're they're great. I just wish I could do multiple cameras into my system, but I guess you you have to buy a switcher for that one, you know? So you have to have like multiple HDMIs in.
2: You can do it. Uh you can totally do it with OBS as a switcher system if you wanted. Um, You could also do it with an Atomus recorder, which is a little pricey and kind of not what it's really meant for, but you can put all your inputs into it and then touchscreen it to whatever feed you want to send out of it before it goes into your computer. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. That would would really be nice because, yeah, I would just like some kind
0: of you know just easy box that i that's really what i wanted i just want an interface to have because i've got three you know cameras three good cameras and so to be able to switch so if i'm doing you know a a shoot in my studio with uh, two people or three people be able to just do switch cameras on the fly for live streaming that would have been really nice
2: I uh, look at the, um, yeah, you should look at the Atomus recorders. They're meant for like being on top of a camera as like a larger screen with high output recordings into it and stuff like that. But it can actually take in multiple feeds. It gives you like four, I think, and you can just touch to which one you want to go and send out before it goes into your computer. So that's an, oops, sorry, I got my alarm. Uh, so that's an option if you want to go for that so well that's cool
0: i'll give that a shot there's another there's a there are a couple other ones out that i'm going to throw in the show notes too and i'll eventually have those all at gog.show slash adorama uh (laughs) because i'm I'm basically just putting all the different things that i find here for streaming now that uh everybody wants because everybody wants to do streaming now and they want to they want to look good like okay wear pants yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: well, I think uh, people were like, "Oh, uh, the onboard camera on my Mac or whatever sucks." But usually, it's because the lighting they're in is too contrasting, and that's why it looks so bad. Uh, you need to find flatter light, or if you get a, if you want a really cheap option, you can just get a C920 plus, not this regular C920, Logitech C920 plus that actually reads the light in the room and adjusts the exposure on the camera. That's like eighty dollars. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's not bad yeah. at all. It was like the go-to camera for Twitch for like the last eight years, I think. <laughs> wow, does it? I mean, does it at least do 1080p? Uh, actually, the plus does do 1080. I think.
0: Yeah, I've got a, I've got a Brio, a Logitech Brio, and I've got one of the 1080p Logitechs. And it, the funny thing is, the Brio, even on my biggest beefiest machine, lags everywhere. Really? Even, even if I got it knocked down to 1080p, there's something with the signal going in. It's so strange. I have not been able to get that thing to do real time without like, you know, like even like, it's like a quarter second delay. I'm like, what the hell, man? It's a 4K video camera. It looks beautiful. And when you use the camera settings app, you can like, you know, get it really nice and modified. So you look really good. But uh, yeah, it's just it's laggy. It's super In, laggy.
2: What's the software you're using with it, though?
0: It's called camera settings. It comes from Logitech. It's it lets you adjust, you know, focus, uh it, whether what the angle of the lens is, uh, whether it's like narrow, wide, or fisheye, uh if you want to do HDR or not, which I never do because HDR is the devil. And yeah. uh all these other different settings on it. And uh yeah, it's just it's just weird. I don't know if it's just if it's trying to pump 4K all the time and has to transcode on the fly. Oh uh, downsample. You know? Yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, maybe. I mean, nothing is streaming right now in 4K. YouTube, Twitch, nothing is streaming 4K, at least not yet. So you don't need to go all out. No, 1080p is great. I mean, that yeah. should be the de
0: facto standard, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I've got 4K cameras just because if I want to like make a video and record it for something else, it's not just, you know, plugging it in as a webcam. I want to have that option. And that's why I like the G7s because they've got that. They're micro four thirds, so they're light, they're small, they're they're relatively cheap. They were like, you know, the kit was like less than six hundred dollars per camera, yeah. so it works out great. And the if you get an adapter to plug them in, they're great. So like another twenty five bucks to be able to just plug them in and run them all day. But even if you don't have that, the battery life on these things is two hours and twenty minutes shooting constantly at four K. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's cr- Well, so I used the Nikon Z6 and that's full frame, but the battery got me four hours of streaming time, which was like on a full Holy frame crap. sensor. Yeah, dude, it was wow. bananas. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that it happened. And the other thing I started using was uh, Tether Tools makes this thing called a case relay. So it's a USB to, uh, to an AC adapter, right? But in the middle of the cable is a pretty high uh, milliamp, um, rechargeable battery that relays the power down the line to a dummy battery that can, you can swap in and out for whatever brand you have. But the inline battery, I forgot to plug it in. I still got 45 minutes out of that battery. Wow. That's, pretty, so, that's actually a pretty cool piece of kit. Yeah. I, I'm really into it. And it's one of those things that no matter what camera you have, so you can just get the different modules. So if you use Fuji or Panasonic or whatever, you don't have to keep buying a different whole adapter that's $200. You can just buy – the battery module, the dummy battery for like, you know, 30 bucks, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the same thing I had to do with this. It's like, okay, you get the little, you get the plug in thing that you just plug into basically like a universal cable with the system Mm -hmm. that I got. So yeah, I could theoretically get one for my Nikon too and just plug it in and use the same cables, which is pretty cool. And I've got, I, I have a bunch of lights that I set up for like having live recordings. So I, I, I took one off the ceiling because they were all mounted and set up for my two studio chairs with my microphones for when people came over so they could just sit down and I'd turn on the lights, turn on the cameras and go. But doing live stream, I had to set up a new desk. And I've got these small little uh, – now, here's a question, and it's always driven me crazy. N-E-E-W-E-R. newer or newer? You know what? Uh, I, everyone just
2: says newer. So Newer? Okay. You know.
0: that's, that's what I go with. I got that. Yeah. So I've got I've got four newer panels in my in my room. So I use two of them when I'm doing live streaming. One is a a main light and one is just kind of like a separation light. Mm. And I've got I'm setting up another one today because I went out and bought a bunch of colored gels because I love how your background looks. So oh, thank you. I'm going to I'm going to play around with colors in the background on mine for sure.
2: You can get away with a pack of gels like I do it, or you can just buy an RGBW light that's kind of small and just dial in whatever colors you want, or even have it cycle through colors or flash like it's lightning out or something. Those are (laughs) totally readily available and they're getting cheaper and cheaper. I think Aperture makes one that's like pretty affordable. An LED panel you might want to look at that I think is really interesting is Savage makes one. And it's not only AC power, but it takes two Sony batteries on the back. So if you want it to go film somewhere, you can, and it comes with the batteries and charger. Oh, that's cool. Cause yeah, my newers actually do have the the double battery packs on the back. You can plug
0: those in and I've got those for my remote LED setups. So I can just take those and plug them in and go. But uh, yeah, that that's a really nice feature. You have to kind of have that if you want to take them out of the house because you don't want to be running cables everywhere you go.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, a small aperture uh, light, it's probably it's see, it sounds like it's too small, but it's would actually work for a separation light. It's about four inches by two and a half inches. You're talking about a hundred bucks that'll okay. just cycle through colors and do weird flashing and all sorts of weird stuff. So, Aperture is one of these companies that went out and said we want to support indie uh, productions. So they made the best lights they could for the lowest cost they could. And they've kind of been dominating out there because of all the people that are using mirrorless cameras for filming, you know, the, the mid range people, not like, yeah. you know, not, not the cinema guys.
0: Right. Yeah. So um, the nice thing about my gels where they cost $14 and I got 13 different colors. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's awesome. I'm going with that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I just put two together. I tape two of them together and I make like a split color background and I change the color based on what I'm doing. Because if I record in the same background every day for everything I'm doing, you can't differentiate the thumbnails. You can't differentiate the streams. So it's like if I'm doing something for Adorama – it's blue. If I'm on Twitch, um, dude, bi colored weirdness, if I'm doing something for some, if I'm like, when I talk to somebody that's, uh, doing a podcast with me, if they're, you know, um, sponsored by something or like Vanessa joy, who's an amazing photographer, she, her colors are teal and pink. That's what my background was, you know? So, you know what's funny. I totally noticed that.
0: I completely noticed that. I'm like cuz I watched it like one day it's red and blue and the next day it's purple. I'm like, okay, this must be different different use cases and I totally I totally picked up on that. And I you know, I just noticed that. I'm like that, that's it's really cool that you're doing you're changing it up for different things and I want to kind of have that in the back too. So like, you know, if it's a late night one, it's just fuck it, red. We're just doing yeah. red,
2: you know, yeah. but during the day for a corporate thing, we'll do blue. Who
0: knows? You oh, know, I,
2: I streamed Doom on my own channel just out of nowhere. And I put orange and green, the Doom colors together. And everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. The original Doom. I'm like, the fact that you even spotted that was ridiculous. But thank you so much. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, subtleties, man. That's what makes a professional a professional. You have to have those subtleties.
2: Well, I also think it can. it's easy for content to get boring, right? So every time I see yeah. some people that are like influencers or streamers, they have the same background. And I'm like, okay, which video is this one? But I think it helps people... Find those stuff they're trying to refer back to, reference points, any little thing that can get you an edge to get someone to click and stay there with you or even engage and go like, oh, that's my favorite color. That one comment just gave you another point on an algorithm for people to discover your content and thus making it more worthwhile for you.
0: Yeah. That is, you know, just as a consumer, it's interesting. It's more interesting. because. Mm. I've I've noticed that, you know, since everybody on the planet is doing their broadcast from home, you know, everybody from CNN to every everywhere else, I spend a lot of time looking in the background to see what their life is like. You know, I'm like looking at the stuff on the shelves. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in their life because it humanizes everybody.
1: Uh
2: absolutely. I think uh what people need to realize is so let's take Twitch for example. That's a platform, but the problem with it is it's not discoverable, right? So what you have to do is go on other platforms like YouTube and draw people from the audience you build there into your Twitch. The Twitch does not, uh, your Twitch, I should say, doesn't grow because you're streaming. It grows because you led people there. And the reason they're le- going to you is because they want to hang out with you while you're live. And if they're not if they're seeing you in your space and you don't give your personality like if you look at my background anything I do it's all my own prints like analog from the dark room framed up in my background it's not a bunch of like movie posters or whatever but if you're into movies maybe you do that or maybe you put up a bunch of anime books on a bookshelf like you have to give people a real a, um an idea of who they're dealing with so that they want to stick around and it's virtual friendship basically
0: yeah i mean i've got a bookshelf behind me and my gear rack uh, also behind me that's to the- so- on my on my bookshelf, I can change things out. You know, I've got I've got yep. different gear up there. I got like my old Grey Lab timer. I've got a signed doll from American Gladiators from my friend Dan <laughs> that gave it to me. I got a Nikon F three and F four, and uh, this the I've got uh, a basically uh, a friend and a fan of the show basically made me a three D printed Mjolnir for Grumpy Old Geeks. that I saw that up as well. I saw yeah. that
2: like a, years ago. I saw that.
0: Yeah, I've had that forever, so that's uh that's up there too. But I moved things around. Like I just added my, my rock band guitar that I used to use. <laughs> I, I I was I was in I was uh I, I keep forgetting the number. I was number two hundred and seventy something in the world for expert guitar on rock band and I used that guitar to do it. Now it's out of millions of people. I was that goddamn good. So I'm proud of that guitar. So I just moved things around and, and you know so what, funny. people notice that stuff.
2: Well, they also like so. I have some people that send me stuff. Like sometimes people get a print made, and they want it. And then we trade prints. So I'll put it up in the background, and they'll be like, "Oh, my prints there!" Like it's almost like them getting a guest appearance. Almost, it's it's really interesting. Exactly.
0: I think people really need to make, you know, just pay attention to those kind of things when you're doing this stuff like that, just to, you know, bring people in and change it up and don't have it be your China cabinet behind you. I mean, granted, nobody that we know in our, that's our age has a China <laughs> cabinet, but if you're streaming from your mom's house, she may have a China cabinet and that's the only room that you can go in.
2: Hang something over it and do something fun, you know? Can I give a quick shout out? Of course you can. Okay. Well, so on Adorama's Twitch page, we actually had a Tekken tournament, and we raised $1,300 for first responders fighting COVID here in New York. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Team Spooky and everybody that participated in the Tekken tournament, and uh, a shadow who won, and everybody who donated. You're beyond generous, and I'm, I'm so proud of our little community. It's not the most amount of money, but $1,300 is a lot of gloves and masks if you break it down. Oh,
0: it's 1300 bucks. is $1,300. bucks. i am sorry. That's not jump change. You know? Yeah.
2: No, nah, no. Nah, I'm just so proud of it. I mean, we just hung out and had a fighting tournament, and the winner won a laptop from Gigabyte. So shout out nice. to Gigabyte for donating that to us. So yeah, I- I'm so psyched. And it just goes to show you that even if you're home and isolated, there's a world going on out there, and you can connect. Just get your stuff together and go connect. I mean, you just log into a website, and you're in a chat room. Yep. Totally. I actually
0: uh my friend Jordan Harbinger sent me a dual giant joystick system that I'm going to uh I basically I, I want to start playing MK eleven and Oh
2: I'm totally is, gonna play you.
0: Oh yeah. You, I mean you, you know my history with MK, so we're we're gonna have some fun. That's <laughs> for sure. I mean Who do you play as? Uh everybody. I mean, Oh really? Well, I started with MK1, but when it got to MK2, I worked at an arcade and I played for twelve hours a day. Then I got a yeah. job at Midway and I got to play with the guys who made the game. No, and, that's dope. And uh, my friend Mike, had ended up MXV friend of the show, ended up staying at Midway and got an entire career in uh, video games. But he was the master. So I learned from the master. We had one day where he would just, he sat there. He beat 230 people in a row that came into the game. That came in. he's like, his tagline is don't jump at me.
2: <laughs> that's really, that's, you just don't jump crazy. at me. That's uh, yeah. crazy. Mortal Kombat 2 was the one that completely changed everything. But yep. Mortal Kombat 11 is totally different feeling than any other Mortal Kombat Looks good.
0: Looks really good.
2: Yeah, I've been playing as Noob SaiBot. That's like my guy right now. Uh they changed yep. Scorpion a lot, so it feels really weird. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I and I really want to try Spawn. I mean, he's the last DLC character. Okay.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I used to have a a cabinet in my house. I had an MK a mint MK3 cabinet from one of the guys that worked on MK3 cuz you get to buy those when you work when you work on the game. That's so dope. And then my friend Mike came over and he, he built a dual switching system. So I had an MK2 board and an MK3 board what? in the same machine. So I could just switch it and it would it would switch games. I, <laughs> it was awesome. I, I
2: want that. I want that.
0: <laughs> uh, well, 15 years ago, you could have bought it because I sold it for like 500 bucks.
2: <laughs> so, $500? That's all that was?
0: Yeah. And, and I still made money on it. So I think I bought it for 300 and the board was like 35 bucks. <laughs>
2: Adoram actually sells a mini arcade, standing arcade from One Up, and it's a Mortal Kombat. Nice. Yeah, it's this new company. Have you even heard of them? One Up. Yeah, yeah, they make the little, uh, the like the. It's basically like a three quarter size. Yeah, it's it's oddly yeah. I guess three quarters is the way I would put it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: so it's bad it's for totally your awesome. back, but fun for your
2: <laughs> nostalgia. <laughs> it's you know, it's a nice thing to put in the corner. It doesn't take up that much room in your space, but I'm sure uh you definitely want to put a chair there because it's a little short but there, i mean it's just cool i mean come on
0: yeah i think i think if i had to do it again i just right now i'd go get a mame cabinet and just load it up
2: load oh, it up yeah i guess we're spoiled now you can just like load up any drive you can have like all the super nintendo games in the world on a flash drive now so it's like nuts
0: yeah yeah but i will hit you up as soon as i get this thing uh Wired up because I gotta get my gaming PCs set up and or bring my Xbox out to the studio, but I'm definitely, definitely ready to go because we got nothing else to do. So why not play <laughs> some games, man? And I'm tired of playing like you know, the the thing that kills me. I'm playing first person shooters with the, you know the little Xbox controller drives me crazy. I come from uh basically Quake Three. That was my first person shooter. I was in a bunch of clans. I was like semi pro. I would Jeez. play. On a 48 hour weekend, when I got home from work, I would play for 30 hours. And Quake 3 Arena, dude, you, you give me a railgun, you're fucking dead. So I oh, come Jesus from that, but I am used to having a keyboard and a mouse. So playing these
2: little things with my thumbs drives me crazy. I can't use keyboard and mouse. I can't get coordinated. I can't get my fingers to remember what oh. key did what. And I'm, I can't do it. I know there's like a learning curve and I could probably get over it, but I'm so tuned into the habits of a controller. I'm playing Doom right now on a controller and, and people are like, are you crazy? I'm like, I don't, this is totally fine for me. Uh, and you would totally love the new Doom. It is bananas. It's on my list. It is on my list. <laughs> That's <for laughs> damn sure.
0: Well, but I will yeah, totally I just... see you
2: out there on Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah, that and uh, yeah, I mean, just just to get back to the keyboard thing, there there was a there was a bug in the physics in Quake Three, and you could do what's called strafe jumping. I spent a week learning how to do this. I'm watching I'm watching video like bootleg videos from the best guys in the world trying to figure this math out because there's like (laughs) a like like a one eighth of a second window where you could hit up and to the left and in the space bar at the same time, and you could jump twice as far as everybody else. What? And I'm like, yeah, it's called strafe jumping. You can look it up on on old folksopedia. <laughs> and it was just one of those things that competitive players did. And I miss things like that that you can't do with just using your thumbs. It's like, oh.
2: See, When I played, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Quake that you used the rocket launcher for an extra boost when you jumped. Rocket jump. Yep. That was a rocket jump. Yeah, you jump and then it, it, right at the apex of
0: your jump, you shoot the rocket. Oh, rocket jumping is the best. And that's why they made Rocket Arena. Because that was everybody loved rocket jumping, and they made this entire uh multiplayer add-on called Rocket Arena. And it was the best. I lived in that for like three years. I, I can go back and play that right now and I can walk you through every single map I know I, that is in my DNA. So if I ever have a kid, he's gonna be the best at Quake Three. I'm telling you. Oh Jesus Christ. Hey, you might have a kid out there, you don't know. Maybe he's beating you in Quake
2: right now. You know Yeah, huh? it could be. <laughs> All right, man. It's good talking. Stay safe out there. Yeah, you too. Keep uh, keep it safe and healthy. Closing
0: shout outs! Big thank you to Seth Miranda for stepping in a little bit this week and uh, talking shop with us. Always welcome to to have seth on much fun and uh, like i mentioned before i'm doing this live stream with chris lockhead on thursday at 6 p.m on facebook live link to that will be in the show notes Uh, i'm not going to have it till right up until 6 p.m so what i'm going to do is i'm going to set up jpd.me slash live so if you go there uh that will redirect you when the live stream starts there you go you
1: should probably just put it at gog.show slash live too
0: that's where uh the problem there is that's where our thing's gonna go if we ever do oh our, right okay
1: our thing yes, so we should do that until next time i'm jason de and i'm brian Schillmeister. thanks for listening to grumpy old geeks to support the show and keep us on the air go to gog.show slash donate toss us a few bucks and we'll love you forever your support really keeps us going and we really do appreciate it show notes for this episode are at gog.show slash four three one From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy, stay home, stay safe. Go get a beer.
2: You know how
0: to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator